Hello, Niner fans. I hope everyone is relatively recovered from yesterday. This is 49ers fangirl Tracy. Welcome to the Talking Touchdowns podcast. I am joined, as always, by SoCali Steph. Hi, Steph. Hey, Tracy. How are you doing? Oh, I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's exciting today because we're going to kind of go beyond enemy lines. We're going to have Danielle Campamore on our pod today. She's joining us. Talk a little bit about the Seattle 49ers game. Welcome, Danielle. Hi, guys. How's it going? Oh, great. You're probably actually having a much better day than we are. Yeah. Um, I think I am, but I'm not going to get too cocky about it. Um, I mean, you guys did see our first two weeks, so you take the wins when you can. I'll be nice. I, I promise. <laughs> well, it is fascinating. There is something about... When the 49ers play Seattle, I mean, I really feel like Seattle could be 0-5 and had scored zero points for five weeks. And then the 49ers come to Seattle, and it's like all of a sudden they come alive. And it has the complete opposite effect on the 49ers. It's sort of fascinating. Um, And part of it is being in Seattle, but not really, because there was that Thanksgiving game a couple years ago and the Thursday night game last year where Seattle brings out the worst in the 49ers, and the 49ers bring out the best in Seattle. (laughs) I think that's true. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I was was thinking. Even leading up to the game, I think fans feel the same way that I would like to imagine the players feel, where when it's the Seahawks 49ers, something changes. And, like, it won't matter what kind of season we're having or what kind of season your guys is you guys are having I get more nervous and anxious and more excited than I do for any other game so um yeah something definitely happens and I feel like the rivalry's been set whether the teams are are good bad or indifferent every year it's it's there like it's a palpable rivalry now so it really is. And it's just, Steph, do you, I mean, you see our players, it's like they turn into, I mean, for lack of a better word, you guys, please don't laugh too hard, but they like turn into complete nincompoops when it comes to yeah. playing the Seahawks. <laughs> I don't even know what happens to them. It's really weird because I think that it really showed, I don't know, it was, they just ran all over us. And I don't think that the 49ers are a team that, you know, we defend the run pretty well on a normal, you know, it's one thing when we're, you know, we're trying to defend Cam Newton and, you know, that offense, but we normally can defend the run, you know, pretty well. And it just seemed like um, Christine, you know, Michael just totally ran all over the 49ers. And it was, it was just bad. It was bad all around, to be honest, and it was hard to watch. And, um, of course, you know, we have this rivalry. I think it's simmered down a lot more. I used to be able to not even be able to handle anything. Now I'm like, eh, it's okay <laughs> if they win. You know, it's not the end of the world. And I think we're kind of seeing that, you know, it is just football at the end of the day. But, yeah, I, I loved the rivalry. I'm a big fan of rivalries. I, I love that. But it just it wasn't. It was, it, it, was just, it was just really disappointing that they couldn't even really put up any kind of fight. None whatsoever. And Danielle, I had said to Steph before we started the pod that the 49ers looked entirely unprepared for the game, almost as if they had believed the hype that Seattle was dinged up and they'd only scored 15 points the first two games and they could really you know, beat them. And 
it was like they didn't prepare from the game. I'm sure from your perspective, were you like, what did these guys do in practice all week? Yeah, I mean, I was just super surprised because I had a lot of, I think, pretty valid fears just about our team in general. I mean, I think our Seattle offensive line is a joke. And I was ready for Russ to have to run around um, for his life like he does every single game. And with his, I mean, you know, they said that his ankle was okay, but they'll say a lot of things. <laughs> um, you know, we had we had um, Christine Michael, who hasn't really done a whole lot. Like, it was his first rushing, rushing touchdown of his NFL career was this past Sunday. You know, I mean, I didn't have a whole lot of high hopes. So when we started off the way we started, I you know, I, I looked around, I was like, what is, like, <laughs> this is good for my liver. Like, <laughs> I'm going to survive this game if this keeps going on. But it was definitely a little um, surprising. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I was wondering how you guys felt being on, on the other end of it about your new coach. And if you're liking what he's doing so far. Well, I... Because I guess my first, maybe it's because, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I hated Harbaugh when he was there, but man, I kind of miss him for you guys. Like, I miss him. I don't well, wish you guys had him back. The sentiment yeah. felt all through the walls of Santa Clara. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and beyond. I, I'm, I'm, I didn't like her, which is really a weird, um, it's a weird, because I'm, I'm from Cal, you know, I'm a Cal fan, and when he was at Stanford, could not stand the man. Like, and then I was infuriated that the 49ers hired him I thought he was a good coach but I thought what a jerk you know <laughs> just because it's on that other side but then when he became you know was on the 49ers it, those weird qualities became really endearing to me I just started to love him completely and I embraced all yeah. he was about <laughs> so it's so funny how it it changes like that and I still I'll always love Jim Harbaugh he's on his quirky personality and I and I like the way he energizes the team so I think yeah I mean we lost a lot um from that standpoint and and not only that his the way he energized and was able to find the some form to really like inspire the players he was a really good coach and he had really good design plans and he surrounded himself with really good coaches so I think yeah I think we're recovering from that in a lot of ways and I don't think Chip Kelly is a I think Chip Kelly is an excellent coach, and I'm on the train, you know, like we kind of said last week, but I'm totally on the, you know, Chip Kelly train, but I think that it just really shows, like, how far we've gone, how far we've fallen, you know, that's um, definitely a rebuilding process, and um, I think I think the 49ers kind of showed their true colors, and, and I think that um, Blaine Gabbert's being exposed for, you know, what kind of quarterback he is. And in terms of the coach, we'll, we'll get back to Blaine shortly. Um, but, you know, in terms of coaching, what concerned me yesterday, and I am also on board the Chip train, and I think Chip is a good coach, and I think in fairness to Chip, you know, like Steph was saying, the roster is not what it was. Um, what concerned me yesterday was the, it seemed, a lack of preparation, which reminded me of last season. Now, what I have hoped for is I don't think that Chip Kelly stands for that, and I... I'm almost positive that on Sunday the 49ers will at least be better prepared. I don't know that they're going to beat the Cowboys, but they'll be better prepared. Um, yesterday was not a good day for coaching of the 49ers. It was not a good day for anybody, but the players just looked entirely unprepared. I mean, that handoff, the fake handoff to nobody 
was so embarrassing. I was like, who is he handing that off to? Is there a ghost? Like, what is going on here? I mean, that's, that's embarrassing. And that, that, that part of that is Blaine and part of that is coaching. Um, but in terms of, I think, I, as Steph said, she's on the, the chip train. And I am on the chip train for now, too. And I do understand that this roster is not a particularly strong roster. Um, and I think that's actually me putting it really nicely. Um, and so, Blaine, um, Danielle, <laughs> Michael Bennett said after the game that he thinks, you know, Kaepernick gives them gives the Niners the best chance to win. It's actually very interesting. Last year after week three, Tara and Matthew came out and said that Kaepernick the offense is so simple because of Kaepernick that we know exactly what he's doing. I mean, the comparisons between this season and last season are frightening, frankly. Um, but now it's in a different it's a different position. And so Michael Bennett came out and said that you've seen Cap play quite a bit, Danielle, um, against your team. What are your thoughts on our quarterbacking situation? I, I mean, I'm, mm, uh, <laughs> I I love to hate Cap the way that I love to hate almost anyone who's kind of like a Sherman for their team. And that's kind of what he is. I mean, I've seen him do some gnarly things to us, um, run all over us like like we're nothing. I've also seen him kind of buckle. And what I think is mental pressure, I wonder if being, being fat and then what he's going through just publicly and politically is actually aiding him. Um, I think one of his downfalls what I saw happen to him every time he came to the clink and sometimes during some pretty big games is I felt like he would just kind of crumble um, because from a, from a purely like physical standpoint, I think he's just an all around better quarterback. Um, I'd like to see him in the game again. Um, I'd like to see him in the game against us again, just because I think, I think, I don't know how well he'll do um, just because I think there is that mental block there, but I mean, when it comes to just an all-around threat, I think he's just a bigger threat. I mean, he can do he can do what Russ can do in terms of, of movement. In some ways, I mean, I think it was an NFC Championship game where you guys lost in the final final minutes, but he he ran all over us and did what Russ did only better. Um, so I, I think he's sat for too long. I think what do you have to lose? Throw him in. I'd like to see him play. Chip Kelly actually said something kind of interesting today that. Cap is the number two quarterback because he doesn't think he's the is a hundred percent healthy. So that kind of says to me, he, if he did think he was a hundred percent healthy, he'd be the number one quarterback. I've had a prediction since the preseason that he would start in week six, um, but yesterday was bad. So I don't know, Steph. What do you think? I I think that Chip Kelly kind of contradicted himself a little bit in that press conference because if he is number two because he's not healthy, then why is he the backup? You know, why don't Mm -hmm. they put him on the pup list? That's what I didn't get, you know, to be completely honest. um, I didn't understand that. Um, I I think there's going to be a lot of pressure and a lot of reasons. Like, Gabbard's going to have to basically continue to play like he did yesterday. Um for Cap to get put in. I think that it kind of shows a little bit about what there's some, I, I don't even know if they know what they're doing completely. Oh no, I think it's clear they don't. <laughs> I think it's actually quite clear that they do not. It didn't even make sense to me. I thought he was contradicting himself. Like if Cap is really the number two, 
because if he's not healthy, then he shouldn't even be on the roster. That just right. doesn't even make sense. So, yeah, I mean, I get I – mean, he kind of backtracked a little bit and then said, you know, I think he needs to be at his, you know, playing weight. So he may, he may be healthy, like, physically, but he's not where he was when he left the game. But we know now that he was playing hurt, you know, last year, and he kind of let things go because that's what you do in football. You – a lot of players play hurt. It's just the, the nature of the beast. But – you know, so maybe he is letting him get completely 100% um, back to his playing weight, see where he is, his strength level. Um, you know, we're going to see. I think he showed a lot in that fourth, you know, preseason game. I think Kaepernick is ready to go when the minute that he's called to do it. So, of course, I want to see him play. I'm, I'm a big Cap fan <laughs> as much and uh, as much as she's a hater of the <laughs> Kaepernick, I really want to see him do well. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how his career finally ends. And I, and I do think he's getting a lot of emotional independence with him going through what he's gone through from the social level um people may disagree with that and it's not something that like i love talking about it because if people really sway to one way or the other i mean it's just amazing you know i like to think that i'm on the right side of progress you know mm -hmm. so i'm 100 percent for what he's doing i think it's wonderful and i think it's great but it might give him the mental sharpness and and that confidence back and i would love to see that kind of over you know lap into his his football life and i agree with that because this is a guy who got so much flack for not being a leader and i think that now he's i mean much beyond football quite a leader and a leader you know way beyond anybody thought but then daniel i'd love to hear your thoughts because he's not on your team and as much as we love him you love to hate him <laughs> i do i do i mean i i love I, I love to hate him the way I like to hate Cam Newton. I mean, if Cam was on my team, I'd, I'd, I would just, I'd be one of his biggest fans. And, I mean, Cam did, um, Cam Newton did what Kaepernick did. I mean, he took down our, our flag and stuff, and people in Seattle got pissed. But every team has to have a Sherman, and I think that every team should rally behind their Sherman. Um, having said that, I am a huge fan of what Kaepernick's doing. I think it can only help him personally. Um, only help him mentally prepare for the game, but just what he, the conversation that he started is uh, extremely important conversation, and um, I think a lot of Seattle fans have to maybe suck it up and thank him a little bit because he started a conversation that our team has started to engage in. Mm -hmm. You know, we stood, um, our players stood up, and you know, um, they all held you know locked arms during the national anthem they're getting in touch with people in seattle the and our elected leaders and that was because cam decided to sit and or sorry um kaepernick decided to sit that's that's a big deal um and i applaud him i mean i hope that it continues um and i really do hope that he has learned how to be a leader on the field because of it because i would like to see him come back especially from injury and um i think that's i think really that's what she, your coach and, and your staff are waiting for. I think he probably is physically ready, but mentally coming back on the field after an injury is probably a little difficult um, just to kind of put that injury out of your mind. Um, I hope, I really do hope that he gets that ability. Um, I'd like to see him come back, I think, 
um, this rivalry is at its best when our teams are at their best. Um, I'd like to see your team at your best and, of course, mine. So the next time we meet up, um, it's one of those nail biters, even though, you know, my, my, my liver hurts every time those games happen. They're just a lot of fun, too. So it's worth it. January 1st, starting yeah. the new year off right. Yeah, January 1st. <laughs> Should be very yeah. interesting. Uh, Danielle, who do you guys play on Sunday? We are, oh, I will be at the game um, now that I live in New York. We oh. play the Jets. Oh, oh, you should have another great Sunday. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, we'll see. I mean, we always, do, we struggle a little bit anytime uh, we ever go to the East Coast. So we'll see. We should do fine. But I'm telling you, it's, it's any given Sunday. You never really know. That's true. And so, speaking of any given Sunday, uh, the 49ers will be back home playing the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, which, before the season started, I would have I thought was a very winnable game. Um, I still think it's winnable, just maybe not for the 49ers. Um, but I, I, I'm very curious to see how they bounce back from this. I mean, they do better at home. The defense seems to do a lot better at home. I don't think Dallas is unflappable by any means, but they're looking good, and they have a two red-hot rookies that I think are very excited to get on the field. Um, so I'm a little bit concerned about it. Steph, what do you what do you think we're going to see Sunday? You know, it's really hard to tell. I, I think that the offense is so predictable right now that I'm, I'm really expecting a loss at this point. Um, I'd be surprised if they did anything that, you know, out of the norm. So... You know, I think it was a little bit, you know, I think I said this last year when they started, you know, they the reason they won against the Vikings is they had all season, you know, whole year to, <laughs> to prepare. And then and they, it's like the same thing. And I was really hoping this wasn't going to be the same type of year, but this is exactly how we started last year. So I'm a little nervous. I mean, to be honest, I think that the offense is very predictable. I think that... Um, I, 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 I don't know. I, as much as I really wanted that Seattle collapse, you know, <laughs> it really wasn't as bad as I think it was kind of led up to be. Um, we'll see what happens, but I just, you know, we'll see how it goes. I think the 49ers, you know, are really built on the defense, but I don't know if their defense is really what we think it is. So we'll see how it, how they do. I hope that they will be stingy and be able to get some points on the board. Um, it'll be different. I mean, it's not really I, – I, I am expecting a loss. I'm just hoping that they, they're competitive. Well, and it, it's very dependent on which defense shows up. Yeah. That's, I think, very much what it is. Um, so I, I guess we'll see from there. Well, there's that. Here we go again, um, but we go into week four, maybe expecting the worst, hoping for the best, and uh, we go from there. Danielle, thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Enjoy your victory. Enjoy Sunday's game. Um, yes, have fun. Oh, yeah. Thank you. You too. I hope you guys do well again. Dallas, <laughs> I, I hate them. I hate them more than I hate the. <laughs> well, there you guys, and we will all be on the same team on Yay! Sunday. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yay! 
All right, well, excellent. All right, ladies, well, have a great rest of your week. Uh, Steph and I, of course, have to give our Go Niners. Go Niners. Go Hawks. It's okay, Danielle. If you'd said Go Niners, I think you would have been, your Seahawks badge would have been taken away, and I wouldn't want that to happen to you. It would have been, yeah. Sorry, guys. That is totally fine. Um, All right, guys, we'll have a great day, and we'll talk to you next time. Go Niners, everybody. Don't forget, subscribe to our podcast and to my YouTube channel, 49ers Fan Girl. Bye-bye. Bye.